<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? What's happening? This is night. This is a real groovy, like, we're like a couple of smooth jazz DJs, you know? Like, coming up next, we have, you guessed it, Kenny G. It's the only thing we play here. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's smooth jazz is just one man. Yeah. <laughs> smooth jazz isn't one man. Yes, it is, Kenny G. Uh, <laughs> we're so happy to be here. I, I already said this on the instant pictogram. But uh, I was so sorry to miss my show in Grand Rapids. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Val, we get into it. We talk about it. Valerie had the COVID-19. I ruined everybody's fun. <laughs> no. And then I was very, very sure I was, I was going to have it. I don't, mm-hmm. which is great. So I'll be in San Diego mm-hmm. the day this comes out. Uh, and we talk all about that. Who cares? Yeah. But everybody's okay. And yeah. Leela didn't get it either. No. Fucking weird. Weird. We already talked this about is this. is a real weird thing, virus going around. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard about it? <laughs> but we talk about lots of other stuff. And if you, if for some reason, if you're, if you don't want to hear about the COVID update, you can jump to the second half, which is you shared some really brilliant stuff about family dynamics and stuff. And I shared a really powerful spiritual practice but there's bits and laughs throughout but i don't sure. know if some some people might just be like i don't want to hear anything about it yeah Which i get it i get it skip to the mid everybody everybody gets to choose yeah your your ear holes your, your, your choice choose your own adventure and go ahead and do what i did in fifth grade keep your finger in the page in case it's just cutting to a page where you fall off a cliff just go back to where you were <laughs> um i am on tour i'm in san diego tonight I believe that's sold out, but maybe it's not. Go to PeteHolmes.com. And lots more dates are going to be, are already up there and hope to see you there. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, I do a monthly show. This one is on March 29th, which is the day before my birthday, Mm -hmm. which is going to be super fun. Go to Largo-LA.com. That show, Phoebe Robinson's going to be on it. Oh, love Trying to think of who else is going to be on it. Always great people. Uh, Some that I can't mention. Pretty, pretty big, pretty Ooh, big names. You have to pretty tell me that names. off microphone. But it's always awesome, and there's music, and there's comedy, and I love it. Go to Largo-LA.com and PeteHolmes.com if you don't live in California and would like to see me do stand-up. Okay, if you like mm-hmm. the show, okay. If you like the show, try a Pete's Pick. Katie, roll those sweet, sweet Pete's Picks. Only one ad up top which is our friends at Living Libations. This is one of the easiest and best ways to support this show because Living Libations makes natural, premium, but also easy to understand ingredients, beauty products, skin products, teeth products, baby products. They have something natural and wonderful to replace all sorts of random chemical nightmares you might have hiding in your medicine cabinet, whether it's a a moisturizer you put on, something for your gums, something for your baby's butt. Living Libations has the list of ingredients that you will recognize and be able to pronounce that are real and natural, but Living Libations also makes some of the best products in the world full stop. The example I always use is their ginger exfoliating scrub. Not only do I recognize every single ingredient on the small list of ingredients, as opposed to some random thing you get at CVS that has all these chemicals linked to disease and just toxicity levels that aren't intended for humans. The ginger exfoliating scrub is also just the most badass and effective exfoliant I've ever used in my life. So these aren't sort of like also ran or like weak natural alternatives. These are strong, 
high quality, effective, powerful, and nature-based replacements for for things made by corporations that just don't care about you whatsoever. Living Libations is the solution to chemicals, and it's also the solution to a lot of your, your health and beauty needs, like Best Skin Ever, the moisturizer both Val and I use. One bottle lasts an incredibly long time, by the way. I'm just realizing as I'm recording this, I haven't had to re-up in a very long time. Not only will you recognize all the ingredients, but it keeps your skin looking great, smells great, keeps you looking great. Whatever your skin needs, whatever your body, your eyes, your your kids, we get the Love the Sun zinc-based sunblock for Leela. It's wonderful because she has to wear sunblock every day in the summer and, you know, frankly, in the spring too here in, in uh, California. It's wonderful knowing I'm putting something on her that isn't overloaded with chemicals, that is made from natural things that actually works. But I can feel good about putting it on my daughter. I can feel good about putting it on my body because what you put on your body gets in your body, gets in your blood. It's like eating it. It's basically absorbed into you. So we should be careful about what we eat and we should be deliberate and mindful about what we put on our skin as well. And Living Libations is here to save the day. So this is the reason I say it's a great way to support the show. You can get something little, get something little or do what Val and I did, which is a complete medicine cabinet uh, bathroom overhaul and did everything Living Libations. But either way, it shows support of the show and that means a lot. So to give it a try and show your support of the show, go to livinglibations.com slash weird and you'll get 15% off everything and anything you see on that website. Show support for your body, show support for the show, livinglibations.com slash weird for 15% off. All right, everybody. Again, we're happy you're here. Again, Grand Rapids, it's going to be rescheduled for as soon as possible, but we're already looking at dates, which is awesome. And again, Val. Get into it. I got the cocoa. I got the cocoa. Oh, no. Oh, COVID. Yeah. I thought you were. I really. Oh, man. What did you think? I just feel dumb. I thought you just meant you support Conan. <laughs> I am Team Coco. Chica, chica, chica. It is weird that I chose De Bao Bao to sing because there is, you know, uh, I'm in love with the Coco, which would be more appropriate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still prefer our original. What's COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say you love me at this moment. <laughs> You mean everything. I just thought I'd put it out on the table, you know. That you have Coco Maloco? Yeah. And I don't mean to make light of it, because I know a lot of people have, you know, experienced some sad things about it. But yeah. I also do kind of mean to make light of it, because then I don't worry about it so much. Well, you're in a spiral. Not I am a, not. I don't mean it in a bad way. I am not. I'm trying to, I'm trying to normalize spiral. I'm not in a spiral. What I would let me let me let <laughs> I'm me like very British. <laughs> no, I'm Excuse not. Excuse me, sir. I'm not in a spiral. I think I'm in a right spiral, don't you? <laughs> I mean, you have brain fog. No. Well, okay. I'm, I'll let you finish, and then I'll. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. For someone who's told me every 22 minutes that you have brain fog. You the... are 
insane, man. What do you mean? I told you that yesterday. And you then you said it today. No, the first thing I what said is today. This, the scene in the movie where you realize you haven't been yourself. Like you don't. I hate this. I'm just saying you. No, but we that's like my kitchen. biggest. I know. You, it, you were you in the projected... kitchen and you were like, this COVID, it's crazy. And you were like, I just have brain fog. And that makes me think it's going to be that way forever. Did I add the brain fog? You added the brain fog. Because you, no, pro- which bo- in, bo- your, in your defense, I did say that yesterday. Yesterday I was worried. Yesterday? I, yesterday I had brain fog and I was worried that it would last forever. Okay. And then today I don't have brain today? fog. Today? And that was the first thing I said to you this morning. I was like, wow, I don't have brain fog. How oh, I remember. silly. I remember. That I worried about it yesterday when the next day it was gone because you were like how do you know and i was like i remember thinking like what do you mean (laughs) i can't feel it right i just feel like brain fog is because as somebody who's so fascinated with the function of his noodle Mm -hmm. all the live long yeah i mean i'm i'm as fascinated with my noodle as this guy's been working on the railroad (laughs) all the live long day (laughs) Uh, when you were like, I don't have brain fog. I was like, I guess you, I guess I just assumed you meant right now. Yeah, I meant right now. By the way, if you can't tell, this is nights. This is nights. This is nights. You have COVID and it's nights. All I was going to say was nights. Uh, it's Friday at 8 p.m. Yeah. Nights. Nights. Just to put a pin in it. I just. Or to wrap it up, I mean. Here's how I was going to wrap it up. When you add brain fog, which is not today, obviously, everybody knows. <laughs> I am tired of talking about how you don't have brain fog. That's how much I've been <laughs> yammering it from the live long day. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have brain fog? Well, no. In this moment, I've been, I, I, God, here's how, I don't know if I'm a full, I know some people have messaged me over the years to stop saying, maybe not saying, They don't want me to say I'm sober because I will occasionally do psychedelic drugs. Okay. And I will very rarely do, uh, I'll eat a little weed. Mm -hmm. But one of the ways that my brain is always just trying to trick me into lots of different activities. And tonight I've been having like just a sharp pain in my noodle. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need. It just goes like, go have a little weed. Even though... You know, most of the time I do that, I'm just stoned and I have a headache. Like you <laughs> right. still, it's still there. You just kind of don't care about, as yeah. Cat Williams said, there's something in weed called fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just makes you l- not care that you're like, yeah. I, I used to say that actually where I was like, I'm not, I'm not productive when I'm not, st- this was when I was smoking that ganja every day. Every day. Uh, and I was like, I realized I'm not productive when I'm not stoned. The only difference is that I'm very stressed out that I'm not productive when I'm not stoned. And yeah, when I am stoned, I'm fine. You're, you're circling the landing on something that also, so my brain will go, you're in a little bit of pain. You should take, this is why alcohol was such a bad yeah. thing for me. Yeah. If on airplanes, they were like, would you like some pretzels or perhaps five milligrams of weed? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like alcohol is one. Alcohol is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's at the dentist. Like I'm just wrong. <laughs> they, they offer it's it to you. It's in Costco. This is how you realize I've been going to a speakeasy instead of the dentist. Um, I just mean it's... It, <laughs> a tooth falls out as you're talking. <laughs> clearly. And it smells like Let's, tangeray. Do we want to listen to this? You always interrupt me to hear 
hear for us to hear you sip your. <laughs> I don't know if it's always. <laughs> COVID is making me grouchy. Okay, here we go. Well, yeah, we're both a little. That sounds like pee to me. See, that's. Well, close. It's tea. <laughs> that is so funny. And it will be pee. You're such a pleasure. Probably before this podcast <laughs> yeah. is over. Yeah. No, what is it? Why, why? is it a diuretic? Why? And why does diuretic not mean diarrhea? Mean it gives you diarrhea. I don't know. I mean, truly, like, what why, word does what? mean it gives you diarrhea? Don't say a cuisine, like a, a special <laughs> regional cuisine, because it's not okay. <laughs> Don't pick a cuisine. <laughs> that would be a good joke, though. No, it's not. In the 90s, maybe. You know what else was in the 90s? Everything. Saying all the live long day. Oh, I almost said everything fun, but that sounded like I wanted to go back to like mm. where you could say anything. I just meant rotary phones. Yeah. Land We've lines. done this. this I know. Is we're not going to do it. No, I'm not Here, even let saying me stick let's the not. Landing. Let, me okay. stick, let, let me stick the landing. Mm-hmm. When you had brain fog, you were worried that it was going to last forever. Yes. And I thought that was very interesting because I was like, that's the brain fog. You're yeah. going to the brain fog yeah. to ask it, how long will the brain fog last? And I had to be like, you had to be like, um, make take your own advice. Like yes. listen to what Valerie would say. Yes. And one of the things was like, you can't trust yourself. I was in a real dill of a shit storm <laughs> today. Remember, like, we, we, so we were both quarantining Mm -hmm. and we went to a hotel because we had Leela and we just wanted to go to the zoo and what? (laughs) what? No one was there. It's just, I don't care. Look, that COVID time is done. We were masked and we were never next to a person. And you were testing negative and I was pretty much through the contagious stage. That shame is not (laughs) welcome. That zoo was fucking vacant. It, it was also, a great place to go to quarantine. It, we were wait. super aware <laughs> that we were at risk and we were keeping a distance. I did kiss a baboon. <laughs> but what's funny is that you were like, we're, we were quarantining, so we went to a hotel, we went to the zoo. Well, like, none the, of that is quarantining. <laughs> we I were, suppose, is that, well, I, you can check into a hotel and go into a you're, room. You're not, I think you're still not supposed to go to hotels. I mean, you can stay in the room. That's what we did, except for when we went to the <laughs> zoo. I, I mean, we were outside the whole time. I was masked. I was pretty sure I was through the contagious stage. And it I was testing that. Yeah. But sure, ethically, maybe a, ethically, gray, maybe a gray area. I don't know, man. Everybody will see. This COVID Malovid, man. I mean, it's tough. Because but we, is, have, I say, we have those fam members who will remain nameless who got the go-go and they like pretty much wore a mask, but like kept on rocking in the free world. Yeah. And we were in Neil Young's song, but it was more like <laughs> been through the desert on a horse in the zoo, <laughs> very far from other people. <laughs> and by the way, the hotel was sleepy as fuck and everything was COVID, COVID, check in. Masked up in the room most of the time, and then we went to the zoo. I'm, I just can't handle this guilt and shame. I'm done with it. <laughs> we have a four year old. We wanted to drive somewhere, go to the zoo, and we didn't want to drive home. <laughs> so we went to the hotel talking about going to the zoo, and we couldn't stop being at that zoo. 
And you know how many people I was within 10 feet of at that zoo? If you count it, flamingos, it's, not it's two. It's not you. It's me. You were testing negative. I, I shouldn't have been at well, that zoo. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. This is another interesting little slice of tiramisu. Mm-hmm. Tiramisu. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop talking about the zoo. (laughs) You are my treasure. (laughs) There was a site. We're going to get back to the zoo. Believe me, I'm not going to forget the zoo. But there was a, did we already talk about this on the pod? There was a uh, a medium, meaning not a very small or very large man. (laughs) There was a medium. (laughs) Look at this medium. Every time you see like an average guy. What's this fucking medium? Are you going to read my mind, medium? <laughs> there was a medium, you know, a psychic medium. And I believe he, he was uh, a fraud. This one was mm-hmm. a fraud. And uh, he was, oh, Shane Moss told me about that. I think, man, I can't remember. Lots of people are coming in and out of my life, and some of them look like Shane Moss. I just was thinking, like, I bet Shane Moss will be disappointed that we went to oh. the <laughs> You go, you go, apodemologist, and say, stay away from the zoo. Pay. Oh, six feet. Truly, no one was there. It was a weekday, and I was through the contagious stage. Okay. Well, we're getting back to that. We're not going to not get back to that. Since you forced it. I'm mad. What? I don't want to forget the the medium thing. Okay. Okay, Now that's our job. Go. I was with you when you had what we thought was a cough. Mm-hmm. Looking back, like so much of COVID, it's just like an embarrassment. <laughs> You're like, it seemed like a good idea at the time that you had a cough and yeah. a runny nose. I had a cough like so much COVID. <laughs> you had a cough like so much COVID. Yeah. And I and Leela, our daughter, mm-hmm. were with you. Yeah. I came home from shooting on Saturday. Mm-hmm. slept in our marital bed mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. now you weren't like leaking from the face but you no. had a cough yeah by the way welcome to our fucking bar mitzvah <laughs> please put on a yarmulke this is a religious ceremony <laughs> what i'm saying is we are always mother and sick yeah we can't we're stop constantly we're sick. the weird kid in third grade that's just <gasps> slarty tissue that's oh our name God. And it's because our kid dives into a pool of snot every day and comes home and gives it to us. So we're just constantly cycling through. Different colds. The fact that you had a cough was a zero for me. Yeah, especially because I had no other symptoms. It was very light. That's me, Shane, again. Like if I have a fever, Get I a take a rapid test. If, if I have a fever, I always take a test. But Nobody I, was at the zoo, by the way. But if I took it a test every time I coughed, I would. It would be every single day, which I guess some people do. <laughs> Facts. No, I'm with you. But we, yes, if we tested every time we had a cough, we would be up to like so much cough boxes. <laughs> yes. What I'm saying is there's that scene in the naked gun where they're eating pistachios on a stakeout and then when it takes a really long time. And when, when they open the door, there's a mountain of pistachio <laughs> shells. Like they have to push through the shells to open the car door. That's, that would be our that would house. Yes. in COVID swabs. So yes. much COVID swabs. Yeah. 
So anyway, it didn't even, that's Saturday though. That's day one. Sunday, I'm with you. You're coughing and I'm with you. And we're smooching and we're kissing on sex. No, there was no sex. <laughs> but we were smooching. Kissing, kissing on, on sex. sex. Our favorite part of the sex is the do in it. Okay, <laughs> new rule. Don't go to the zoo. Can you imagine if I was so famous that that would be, it would make. Like a huge thing. Okay, I guess know. what? If your wife has COVID, uh, okay, I'm so... you can't go to the Zoom. Glad that you're not that famous. Oh my god, my I level mean, of fame is like, like, like you know, you have a lemonade, and then you drink it, and then afterwards you're like, was there mint in that? That's how famous I am. I am the mint. Yeah, I am the mint. Yes. <laughs> I just okay. wanted to say it again. No rule. If you're the mint of fame, don't go to the zoo. Okay. <laughs> look, fucking Jesus Christ, you look like a bad acid drip, Bill. Okay, I just declined to do your podcast. Did you make your? Am I having? Don't. An episode? Did you make your medium point? Because I still have to go back to no, I wasn't spiraling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But medium is on deck. We're playing Tetris, sweetie, and we're playing with the T shape, which is me finishing this COVID. Well, sweetie, yeah, by which, the way, I, I agree, isn't great. Which is the thing you interrupted my thing. Yeah, yeah, with. yeah. My thing. Well, there was first. a glitch in the game. <laughs> By the way, glitch if it happens every time you play. We were laughing, me and Vigil, Vigil, who created the show Pradeeps of Pittsburgh. We were laughing about how now there's a new one, how Tetris (laughs) (laughs) was spying on us. (laughs) The game Tetris was spying on us because. Uh, we were talking about the most addictive video games. One of the cast members was like, Minecraft is the number one most played video game. Number two is Tetris. Wow. And I was like, how would they know that? Tetris came out in like 1982. Yeah. And Vigil was like, he's hilarious. He was like, it's because they have like track. It was a spy software from the Russians. And they were like, we build this spy software and then make game around it. <laughs> like, they, they, it, was, it was designed first and foremost to be spy software and then they brought in some guy like yeah i won't say a name because i don't want to be a hack but i'm just like yakov okay yakov uh make game around spy software put in game boy now we have all data but what they're spying on is how much we play the game <laughs> and they're so surprised with how successful it was. We never knew they loved games so much. We never knew how much game was for taking. Okay. Okay, so Sunday, COVID all day. Is switching. this still the medium point? No, I haven't gotten to the medium. The medium, oh. so in the Tetris analogy, <laughs> COVID is the T-shape that we're still playing. And in the next box, and some of the later versions of Tetris, you got the next box. Mm. Wasn't always there, I don't think. Is mine in there at all? <laughs> Yours? Yes, I still am waiting to tell you about how I wasn't spiraling. <laughs> well, that's next, next. <laughs> and there's no Tetris game that has next, next. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh maybe, maybe Dr. Mario had next, <laughs> next, but they were always columns, perhaps, said next, next. Okay, I'm... <laughs> Someone at home, someone is ripping a big laugh that I mentioned the game Columns, which was Sega's attempt at, at Tetris. Tetris. Oh, no. It's a color-based Tetris kind of game. Weird. And it, was, it wasn't it was good because Tetris isn't good. Fight what? me. 
What? Fight me. Tetris is Fight great. Me. I have plenty of a new rule. I have plenty of nightmares on my own. I didn't need this listening device. It's just it is kind of your thing, like it's your what? phobia, because it's things fitting in yeah, like, yeah, yeah. tight. But that's spaces. not why. Oh, okay. Well, it's I don't care music. to know why. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, real quick. We're going through the days of the week. I'm exposed Saturday. I'm exposed Sunday. I'm exposed Monday, like Tuesday. Tuesday is when I test. Coffee with our friend. Yeah. You get a call. You Your friend has COVID, the friend you were with all weekend. No, no. Well, yeah, the week before. The week before. You're like, I think I have COVID. You got up to leave. Like you got up like, <laughs> like you were zombified. I know. You stood up and were like, I have to go. I had this like urge where I was like, I'm endangering everyone here. I have to leave right now. And then I was like, well, I probably have it too. And our friends were pretty chill about it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but then you got tested and you did in fact have it. And then that is when my part of the story was I wanted to say, I, what I want to say, what, let, me, let, let me just let me want to say, <laughs> drunk boys. Um, <laughs> The, the worst part for me was that I had to cancel my show in Grand Rapids. Yeah. One, to honestly be with you because you have COVID-19. Yeah. And two, because I'm pretty sure 90%, 95% sure I have COVID-19. At that point. At that point. Yeah. Cut to us at the zoo is because I never got it. Yeah. You. you I got, oh, if I had like a really light case. You're pico I, de gallo. I've pretty much got And then got Leo no didn't right. get it. I know. What is going on? I don't know. Well, no, no. What is going on? I don't know. But I was in bed with you and your hot breath. I know. I got very hot breath. Your COVID breath. <laughs> but I, I don't understand how I got such a light case. I feel really grateful. And even, I'm bringing it back around, even with the light case, it's just, it really feels like we need to acknowledge that we're all traumatized from this whole experience yeah. because when you were when we've been locked in a house for over a year saying like you'll get cold symptoms and then you'll die and this is yeah. and just getting the number the growing number of people that that's happening to and then maybe you know somebody and you know it's the scariest thing so even when you're like yeah now we have ways to treat it we have vaccines there's room in the hospitals it's not a big deal even when you like intellectually know that. And I, I felt so bad that I didn't test until basically I was like mostly through it mm. because I accidentally exposed people. Right. But the selfishly, there was a little bit better because I was through it by the time I knew that it was COVID. So I didn't have that like click, 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 click. Like how bad is it going to get? That's right. Is it going to get so You found out it was COVID when you were pretty much done with it. Yeah. And I thought it was going to show up for me. Right. And then I, I had some of that, talk about trauma, you have some of that placebo where you're like, is this a fever? Yeah. Like I start feeling like a weird feeling. But the like, what you're referring to as spiraling, I think is just like every once in a while waves of worry because I've, I can spiral Great and I haven't band. been doing Great that. Band waves of Great band. Great is... band. Here they are. Waves of worry. <laughs> like the, <laughs> I mean, the, the least likely. Yeah. My favorite band, Little Emo, Little Emo, not too much emo, <laughs> just enough emotion. Okay. <laughs> Waves of what was it? Waves of worry. Worry. <clears throat> I um, I still I'm pretty like scared of long COVID. It turns out. Well, when okay, I think this is it. It's like it's something that happened 
only since COVID. I used to not be scared. I, I remember saying to Shane Moss, actually, um, at one point during all of the, the lockdown stuff, I was like, I really miss the colds of the 90s. Yeah, when, <laughs> when a cold was just a cold. And really what I mean is just before pre-pandemic illnesses, even when you get the flu, I had the flu, I had pneumonia. I feel like in the 90s we didn't know that. cold sores were herpes. <laughs> no, like, I feel like we did We didn't. We definitely I, didn't. We didn't. No. I had cold sores all the time. My I parents always had sexually active cold, child. Cold sores. No, I had a lot of cold sores and... I remember there was that medicine you could put on them that would keep them dry. One of it's like cotton in your mouth. Yeah, and I never had cold sores, but I had canker sores. Yeah, that's what I had. And Isn't my, that cold sores? I think it's different. And oh, I don't canker. I don't know if that one's herpes. I think you can I used to get mine from like the food that I ate. Like I ate two canker sores? Yeah. Oh, from like a tapatio or a or like eat like definitely like <laughs> sour Skittles. I have an endorsement deal with, with <laughs> or uh, stress Cholula. related. So anytime I can disparage tapatio. Too. I have to do it, even though I do prefer it. This is also actually uh, serendipity because I saw this, which is from when Leela, this is something on your desk from when Leela had pink eye. Yep. And I bought and it in Canada because you can just walk in a store and say, give me pink eye medicine. And it's called conjunctivite. And it made me think of this medicine that I used to take for my canker sores called Kanka. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there was an exclamation Oh my God, are we excited that we have canker sores? And I just love that. I love how medicines do like use the thing and then they kind of slightly change the oh, word. yeah. Oh, wait. What? Conjuncti- because that's con- conjunctivitis. What is that called? Conjunctivite. I that is some... hilarious. That sounds like it would give it to you. I know. I'm going to give you conjunctivitis. Of course, <laughs> hand me the conjunctivitis. Like... Maybe. I don't know what Canadians Kanka. are into. Canker sounds like, like, uh, like a Swiss... Yeah. Like like it's their idea. Mm-hmm. You, ha- you have cancer, but kind of fun, kind of cool. Yeah, it's a canker. It's like oh, super okay. cool. <laughs> put it, put on the canker on your canker saw. Um, Are these voices okay? I think so. They're white people. <laughs> W-P-V-E-S. Anyway, just so that I don't have to talk about this anymore. I do, I just in case anybody else is going through this or has gone through it. I am having to remember my tools because I get now, I don't have the cozy colds of the The 90s. 90s. And now I just, when I start to get sick, I get really worried and fixated. And there's like this deep, it's this real deep reminder of mortality. And you're like, and really, we don't have any control over anything. Like, you could get sick at any moment, and and it could get worse at any moment, or it could get better at any moment. And we just, it's like this this real invitation to surrender. So I still have today what I was telling you. You inject you injected, yeah, injected the word brain fog words. But really, I was saying I don't have brain fog, but I have like chest heaviness Mm. and i'm like is that gonna be forever now and it's isn't it funny like i already learned the lesson yesterday i had brain fog and i was like that's gonna be forever and it went away the next day Yeah, but in your defense you said we had a friend mm, that has had a symptom long covid yeah so i'm just it is like yeah i'm worried about long covid but really i'm just worried because i've been traumatized as we all have about 
getting sick and and or maybe it's also just being in your 30s and like dealing with mortality but I, I just wanted to say to not end on like a bummer note the the mindfulness stuff does work like surrendering just being like okay and if that happens we'll deal with it and i don't know how i'll even feel if that if that happens mm-hmm. you know like i can't even predict how i'll feel so i'm mm-hmm. just going to open to life's myriad of possibilities and say yes and and focus on all of these things that i am grateful for that like it does it doesn't seem to be a bad case and you guys didn't get it and you know we still got to see gorillas at the zoo <laughs> which was just like going to the park yeah i i guess i feel there's part of me that's like well if i could go to the zoo i could have gone to the show that's uh, there I no couldn't, i couldn't no you would be indoors I feel, and spitting I feel, all over exactly an audience. i said to you i was like my show is like a little bit like a gallagher show sometimes i see my spittle just flying into the front row plus flying there no i flying, know yeah there's just so much guilt the good news is and i'll say this in the intro too we already we're already looking at a date uh, to come back, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make it right. Yeah. But I do, I do feel bad about it. I feel bad about it too, even though it's it's not like Nothing I could control could it. Well, the zoo was uh, was after that anyway. But, oh yeah, and that was just like going to the park. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I know you know what I mean. But uh, my observation about the zoo: everybody thinks zoos are like prisons. I already said this to you, mm-hmm. but zoos are really like nursing homes. When when we took the when we were walking around, I noticed that they have like a lot of like facilities they have like medical facilities i was like yeah there's like on-site vets that Mm. take care of the lions and the penguins and all the stuff and also they feed them and and someone's keeping an eye on their bms it's not really bms BMs. it's not really a prison it's a nursing home and the trade-off with these animals which i always have to say to myself because zoos can be so depressing is i'm like um they don't have to worry about being eaten. Mm. And they also don't have to worry about what they're going to eat. Right. But I was like, when you put an animal in captivity or a human being in a nursing home, you realize that the only game in town really is what am I going to eat? Don't get eaten. Mm. <laughs> on, a, on a lot of different levels. I wa- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if I can make this funny, but it's like everything... Like, this is why I, I really help me understand why my dad doesn't want to retire. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, he doesn't want his meals brought to him. Yeah. Because, and this is what I know I've said this before, but this is why I think the billionaires take unnecessary risks because they want to be in a hole. Mm-hmm. They want to have to fight it back. Right. I've said a million times that Zuckerberg, I think, released the Nintendo Wii virtual reality universe being like, People will hate this and then I'll have to fight to like show mm. them a better version of the VR or whatever it is. Mm. They're trying. Because we want the a only, problem because it's, it's in our DNA. It's in our biology to be constantly yes. fighting for survival. And then they're like, Microsoft will do this and then we'll have to fight. Like that's the whole fucking I thing. I think it's that's this so conceit. true. It's like this agreement. And... It's also like, it makes me wonder, it would be like interesting, maybe, maybe interesting science fiction, but it's like, I wonder if you, if we put animals in captivity, you know, for, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of years, Mm. if they would develop the same kind of consciousness that we have to like, 
wonder how we got here, who we are. Because like how they're we, just so comfortable. Yeah, because they ha- they now don't use their brains just to tr- try to survive. So there's it evolves to then include like wondering about reality. Yeah, like we right, have right, because exactly. we haven't had to worry right in like that same way about yeah. also weren't spending as much time going like why are we here? Yeah, shepherds did. Yeah, exactly. That started when we were shepherding, <laughs> yeah. being like. Wow, this is taking forever to get these fucking sheep from here to here. Yeah. What is this? Like yeah. That, yeah. And yeah. It's also, you can't re-release an animal. Like a, a lion that's in captivity that has its meat brought to it in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. You can't put that lion back in the wild. And the same is true mm-hmm. of elderly. Like if you put them in a nursing home. Yeah. And they're in, you're, it sounds like I'm making fun of old people. I'm not. It's one of the reasons I'm hesitant to do this as a bit. But it's like you get them acclimated to being in a chair and having everything done. You can't then take that old person and put it in the wild, like in the woods. <laughs> no. It just shuffle around in his slippers being like, pudding, like it's it's over. That's the bet. Pudding. Yeah. But there's some like it really did click for me that I was like the, so it comes back to your brain fog. It came into play when I was having intense anxiety today. Remember this morning? Mm, yeah. Because I was, I don't know, just life, just kind of feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I want this anxiety to go away. But really, and when I'm really clear, I can see that the anxiety is actually the juice of it's life. It's like life force. It, yeah. It's, it's the opposite. Those animals in the zoo probably have dread and other types of social disorders from being in captivity. I'm not, let, that's oh, too heavy. Boy. But they don't have the anxiety of like, is something going to get me? Yeah. I have the anxiety of like, it feels like I'm in the tall grass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, was that the wind or was that a predator? Mm-hmm. And then even like looking for a parking spot, like you get it. Yeah. Someone didn't get it. I don't mean someone was trying while you got it. I mean, when you take a parking spot, you got it, mm-hmm. and no one else did. Yeah, you're when like, you eat a cupcake, you eat it. No one else did. To get means someone else. You th- there's these little games. Yeah, and a nursing home really is just like, here's your fucking cupcake, and mm-hmm. that's the end. Mm-hmm. That's why my dad is still like, no, Peter. I'm saying this in a good way. I like. I get yeah, it. I understand. Yeah, because once there's an on-site doctor. I, I, I mean, it's a lot. I don't want to get depressing. It's just well, a lot. And I bet other animals do something similar for their like elderly. You know, they because they take care of their babies in similar ways. So they probably do have something where they're like. And then they once the the gorillas get older, the younger ones bring them food. Yeah, <laughs> and or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think there is like, I, I'm with you. It's like the fear is excitement without breath thing. Like when I yeah. can really, I can really transmute my anxiety when I realize like, this is, this is like thrill. Like, yeah. This is juice. This is. It's, it's when I see, you know, I'm trying to sell a show and you kind of, you catch yourself being like, it'd be great if the show was on mm. and was a hit. And then you're like, I mean, it's the oldest cliche in the book. You're like, 
actually it's it's this it's it's that it's, mm. it's the as i always say the knife in your teeth and you're swinging on a rope to another pirate ship like yeah. that's that's it and you don't know how it's going to go yeah. and i'm not trying to make fun of matthew perry or any of the cast members of friends but there's a special kind of like ah huh, for the for the people that I'm not saying they're has-beens. I'm just saying, like, that time is over. Now they're just on golden pirate ships. Yeah, right. Or, oh, the, you yeah. know what? what's even worse? Take them out of it. I'm just saying you dock your ship and yeah. you buy the island and, and, and you just live there. And you're like, I think this is why Richard Branson, mm-hmm. right? He's the billionaire with the golden locks. Yeah. I feel like Trump is going for that. Mm-hmm. And he's like... I want to be golden. I want to be rich. <laughs> yeah. And he looks at him and he's like, that's what I look like. <laughs> he probably thinks that's what he looks like. A hundred percent. That there's me. <laughs> um, Richard Branson buys an airline mm. or a fucking record store. These like, both of those are, seem like terrible ideas. Yeah. And it's just because like being in the mansion, it's a mausoleum with windows. Yeah. It's, it's really true. And that's why also I feel like movie stars and certainly comedians and like successful people often like really fondly reminisce about the years where they were living with their friends and struggling yes. and yes. and sick to their stomachs to go out yeah. uh you know and do stand up or whatever yeah that was their favorite time because right. it's yeah you just it's like we we just watched the finale of um the office. And in one of the last episodes, Andy says, I wish you knew you were in the good old days when you were in there. Yeah. Like when you're actually living. It. Yeah. Nostalgia for the present. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, it would have really freaked me out if you were thinking about the rock and the rock where the rock is now. And we were watching a video on YouTube called what does the rock eat? <laughs> we were both, just this is boring, but this is boring. It's almost over. But we were interested that he eats, uh, complex carbs. He's like he rice. Eats white rice. He eats white rice. But I feel like when you're working constantly out, it's got to be one a working giant out thing. tires. Yeah, because he kept being like. I feel like there's one of those giant tires between his bed and the bathroom. So if he wants to pee in, at night, he has to. And you yeah. know what I'm talking yeah, about? Those giant yeah, yeah. tires. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and to wipe his butt, he has to do the two ropes, <laughs> two heavy ropes in each arm. That's how he wipes his butt. What were you going to say? Well, he just kept talking about how it, it takes a lot of discipline, but I'm like, but he's eating like buffalo and cereal for dinner, for breakfast. Yeah. Cereal. He's just eating cereal with fruit and like a steak for he, breakfast. He's not eating. The Rock is not. I'm smelling what The Rock is cooking. It is not <laughs> just like a box of Kellogg's oat bran. Yeah, it must it's be. Some, some doctor is putting together like spelt and sure. barley. Okay. And like a non-dairy milk and yeah. berries. Yeah, that's that's all. That's really good fiber and all that sort of stuff. I guess. I was going to say the most interesting part of The Rock's life is not now when he's like, I eat right. six times a day. Right. I, I have a I gym have that travels that, with me. Yeah. You can see like there's mm-hmm. a certain, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not saying like reaching great heights isn't great, but when you get there, you know, you're kind of yeah. like, yeah, someone's handing me six times a day. Someone hands the rock the perfect on a beautiful food. pottered plate. Pottered, <laughs> yeah, pottered. perfect food, and he eats it. And 
Yeah. And his body's just perfect. But The Rock, when he was just kind of like looking at his, at his bodybuilding dad and he's kind of scrawny and weird and he's like, oh, like that was the best rock. Yeah. Best rock. Best rock. Okay, okay. mid rolls. And then I have the thing I wanted to tell you. Well, I have several things I wanted to tell you. Well, I bet we'll have hear yours. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very good. I feel like we're dusty. I'm dusty because it's night. But, but I know it's night. We're just tired. Yeah. We're just tired. All right, here are the mid-rolls. Please support the show. Hey there, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Sunday's Food for Dogs. This is hands down the easiest dog food I've ever had for Brody because you don't need to refrigerate it. It's also the highest quality dog food I've ever had for Brody. It is also incredibly, incredibly high quality and easy, and it's his favorite. That's number three. Brody flips out for Sunday's food for dogs. Why? Well, it tastes incredible. It's air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. You can tell just by looking at it, this is simple, simple, simple dog food done right, right, right. It was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian. It contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin, ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups. We can attest to that. His energy is through the roof. He's a happy, happy boy, especially when I'm pouring him a bowl of this stuff. It's softer fur, fresher breath. My favorite, better poops. Let's be real. What you feed your dog has an impact on how those walks go. And Sundays keeps it tight. Keeps it tight as well as more energy. Brody flips for this stuff. We've tried in the past to get him like uh, natural shorter list ingredients dog food, but it always ended up overflowing out of our kitchen. It, it was shipped to us in cumbersome packages with dry ice and all this waste. Sundays is like having a box of cereal in your pantry. It's that simple. You take it out. It's air dried. You don't have to refrigerate it. You don't have to keep it cold. You just keep it in the pantry, pour it in the bowl, close it back up just like a box of cereal, but it's high, high quality, makes them feel great. And from the looks of it, it tastes incredible. Unlike other fresh dog food sundaes is zero prep, zero mess, zero stress, shelf stable, makes it easy to feed your pup top quality food and every order ships right to your door. So you'll never worry about running out of dog food again, which frankly used to happen to us. I love having it on a, a recurring schedule because one thing you can count on your dog's going to eat. So get a recurring schedule going. Sundays cost 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they, instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. So we worked out a special deal for our dog-loving weirdos. Get 35% off your first order. That's almost half off. 35%. Off your first order off Sundays, go to sundaysfordogs.com slash weird or use code weird at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash weird. Get 35% off your first order. Show some love and support for your dog. Show some love and support for this show. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. 
Let's get back to the episode. You'll also notice one quick shout out. We're drinking Nirvana water, nirvanawatersciences.com. If you want to try the water that we're drinking in every episode that supports lean muscle development, improves muscle performance and mobility, reduces muscle soreness and boosts recovery time post-exercise, all because of their proprietary MyHMB clear formulation that's been studied for the past three decades by scientists, physicians, and leaders in the medical field. Go to nirvanawatersciences.com. Use promo code PETE20 for 20% off. 20%? We're back. Nights. Hashtag nights. I'm sorry I was testy. <laughs> I actually don't, don't, don't care. <laughs> no, I don't think you were being testy. Um, okay, so <clears throat> may I? Yeah. I think you're going to love this. And what did you say this morning at breakfast where <laughs> Oh, I, I, was, I can I can lead you in with that. Yeah, so I, I get was a little like, of my thing. Just pause it here so I can tell you what I was going to tell you. Well, because we were just in a, a bedroom watching an iPad and we you and I had the brilliant idea. We've never done this. Lila was watching whatever it is. Some potato like, and chip and potato. Chip and potato. I was like can't we just watch Succession? Like Succession, nothing on screen. It's yeah. all just what they're saying in Succession. Right. If you didn't, if Succession with the sound off is just an industrial film on corporate America, <laughs> like corporate dress, as you can see, is a notch <laughs> below formal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, there's nothing real, but it's the worst thing ever. Like what they're saying is the worst thing ever. Yeah. So I, uh, I said to you, and it seems so profound. I was like, we're all... Everything you learn, you learn from your parents. Yeah. It seems so clear. As we're hanging out with Leela, she's absorbing us. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I learned everything from my parents. And everyone learned everything with exceptions, but from their parents. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then you go out into the world and you meet a woman. And maybe that woman is like your mother. Yeah. You know, the same style of your mother and your way of being works yeah. with the one that is like your mother. Yeah. Sometimes you meet a woman, they are not like your mother. And what you're doing, what you think is your personality, your mm-hmm. conditioning, mm-hmm. your training, mm-hmm. doesn't work mm-hmm. with the one that's not like your mother. Same with your father. You go you meet a guy, he's like your dad. They they what you're doing makes sense. You meet someone who's not like your dad, what you're doing makes no sense. Yeah. And we're all just kind of going around like cells under a microscope and the ones that meet ones that were raised by ones that make sense to those ones bond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And the yep. ones that were there's nothing fundamentally different or broken or wrong, but you meet another cell and it was raised by different style cells you just don't gel that doesn't mean that opposites don't attract sometimes that there there are exceptions but there are of course but like for the most part after i was released into the wild (laughs) i was going from my folks i was going around trying to find people that i made sense to yeah and the people i made sense to were people that often had parents like me of course it seems so obvious but i it, it, no, it seemed like the not, most profound thing when no, I thought it. No, it is. And it's insane that you, because I wanted to share this with you last week um, when we were doing the podcast, but Leela kept interrupting us, remember? And I was like, we'll just save it for the next one. And then you kind of like got to it before I did. But mm-hmm. I listened to Dr. Becky Kennedy, 
who's like an amazing parenting expert. Bec Kennedy. Uh, Bec Kennedy. But she's also, you know, a therapist and she knows a lot about internal family systems and attachment therapy or attachment um, theory. And she did Glennon Doyle's podcast and she was so great. And on that podcast, she said, I believe that attraction is just desire to recreate our earliest relationship patterns. Mm. And made that exact point. She was like, attraction is seeing somebody and going, I know how to be that missing puzzle piece to them. That's right. So <clears throat> what I'm doing is I'm going, pring, pring, pring. Yes. And but, someone else can go like, I know that sound. I have to go. Right. So the things. the sounds my parents made. The things that we've learned. So this is really interesting because like. And she kind of argued, and it makes perfect sense, like that's what attraction is almost all of the time. Mm. So you think like, wow, we just have this real like pull and chemistry. And it's like, you might be picking up on the fact that this person is a little bit aloof and you're used to like working really hard to get their attention or whatever your pattern is. Right, right, right. And if you want to break you know, not just keep the same patterns and stay the same. You have to sort of not le- not lean into those attractions, which mm-hmm. is really hard. And she said, when you do that, this was the other interesting part. She was, she said, when you do that, um, you have to actually like experience the loss of understanding love in that way. So you're actually sort of grieving mm a loss of how you you understood how you ta- were taught love was. Hmm. So it's also sort of like the, like saying goodbye to the, like the high highs and the low lows and trading that in for, because we get addicted to a constant sort of rejection and then validation. Hmm. And, and it's hard for people to like get rid of those high highs and those lows. And that made me think of, your relationship, the one that you were you were in a relationship, I feel like I can say this, can I? Where it was a lot of, like maybe she was, uh, there was a similar dynamic to your mom. Yeah. yeah. And you like had really high highs and low lows in that. And you like played out that pattern. And then- And like my mom, I never knew what I was going to get with that person. Yeah, she and was that unpredictable, and that to me. exactly. So it's it's stuff that we know where it's like sometimes we your brain doesn't actually give a shit about you you being happy and well contented. It wants you to be safe, hmm. and it would rather you be m- safe in a familiar misery than hmm. being happy in some new or. Or risking some new territory for the sake of being wow, happy. Wow, yeah. Isn't Why would it care? It just wants you to be safe. It just wants you to be safe. So <laughs> so it's not really something that you can trust in this area. And um, wow. yeah, isn't that fascinating? So I really, it really resonated. But then something that my therapist said uh, came up, which made me feel happy. Because remember, there was, I, we, I think we t- talked about it on the podcast during Christmas, we were with my family, and we sort of had a uh, like a argument afterwards because there was like all this built up stuff, mm. and one of the tensions was 
you know, I don't think we got this specific, but there were ways that I was worried that I had married my dad, (laughs) that you were like my dad Uh and you were kind of worried about it too. And then we, it just sort of, I remember you said that and I, yeah, that was troubling. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I don't actually remember many of the details. I just remember, uh, knowing that that wasn't what you wanted. And I was like, oh no. But I said that to my therapist and she was like, you actually did exactly what you 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 want to do, which is I found somebody who has enough similarities to my dad that I can work some of that stuff out, but you're extremely different from him in some really key ways that actually help me like right. help me do that. So instead of reinforcing the pattern, it actually challenges yeah. the pattern. And I, I don't know, but if you are similar, if there's any like uncooked granules yeah. from my parents in you, yeah, then it's just that. It's just the bare minimum. Yeah, <laughs> so to, to I can work things out. Kind of play with some of that. I, I yeah, don't know it I'm is this. actually interesting. I feel like you got yours out with that one relationship and then you married yeah. somebody very different from your mom. I think I did. Mom. Yeah, I think I did. You're the most reliable and consistent. Uh, and that's not to say my mom was always inconsistent, but there was a certain, and by the way, I relate. <laughs> I'm related. I don't, I'm not a very consistent person. Yeah. And I'm always working on that. Like today when I had that anxiety and it was just kind of like this intense, it always happened. And you did a great job reminding me. We had been locked down doing nothing yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. And I wasn't able to work at all. And I don't love this about myself, but I get a lot of my something out Mm, mm. from some sort of conquest some sort of endeavor Mm -hmm. and doing it and i need to be alone and i need to bang it out yeah and then that helps me be the the dad and the partner that i need to be yeah that's okay i wasn't getting that at all and then that always manifests in this real like i gotta get the fuck out of here which by the way i've talked about this before in my first marriage weird we had a word for it, which was lightning bolt. I told you this, but like we'd go to like, you know, central Maine and would just be there for 10 days. <laughs> like mm. something I just would never do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't know myself well enough. Mm. But I would start to go a certain kind of relevance crazy. Yeah. And I don't go relevance cra- It used to be I needed to like do a set or like mm. I needed to like be in the mix or like mm-hmm. I want to go to a premiere or something like that, like mm-hmm. juice. Yeah. And now I really just need time. And I did. What did I take? I, I exercised, which was awesome. Yeah. And you, and and then you I, like worked a little bit. I worked for maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, that was fantastic. But I wouldn't say that you, I mean, yes, you have a, you have a lot of moods per day. MPD. <laughs> that can be strong. But you're not, you're very consistent in that you are always the same to me and Leela. That's true. And and my colorful candy shell is usually pretty similar. Yeah. But my inside is like, it's yeah, almost it's embarrassing really... how, how lava lampy my internal world is. I think you're also just <laughs> hyper aware of it. Like I think most people, or a lot of people, some people have more emotional 
you know, are just more emotional. But yeah, I do think a lot of people are more emotional and they're just not connected to that. So I, I think there is a hyper awareness of it. Yeah. And you always communicate it. So you really are sort of correcting this uh, unpredictability from your family. Right. You aren't bringing any of that in. Whatever's being brought in of my family's dynamic that that I feel like needs a resolution, I'm bringing it in. <laughs> yeah, and you're and, doing it. And that's okay. And I'm also trying to salvage, not salvage, but um, keep what's good, what's great about right. being a Holmes. And there is a lot great about being Absolutely. a Holmes. Absolutely. And, you know, I did just realize the similarity that I think I have with what your relationship with your mom was is... Like the doting sort of, you know. You? Yeah. Like, you know, that uh, you married somebody. Like your mom, both of us had over-loving moms. And we are the same. We are that way with each other. Right. And my, Uh, yep. And my mom is super, (laughs) what did she say to you? Before you came along, he was all mine. Yes. Or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Paging (laughs) Dr. Ferrari. Um. I also wanted to say that it was interesting. So Dr. Becky Kennedy said that some of the early studies on attachment theory and attachment theory is you, you can look it up. There's a lot there, but it's basically like how you attach the most simplistic way of explaining it is there's secure attachment, which is what you're going for, what you want. And then there's anxious attachment um, and avoidant attachment, which are sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. And they did these tests where they left a baby, they had a baby in the room with their mother, and they observed them with their mother, and then they observed them when a stranger came in, and then they observed them when the mother left, and they observed them while the mother came back. Mm. And they said what it, Ultimately, when the mother left, the stranger was still there. Was still there, yeah. Like so, basically leaving with the babysitter, and and how they processed every stage of it, mm. and really what it came down to. And this like made me cry when I heard it. I just, I guess, I needed to hear it because it can be so hard to leave your kid when they're crying, you know, and they don't want you to leave or whatever. And you, I, even though I know, like this is good for her, I'm like, am I traumatizing her? Is this going to mm. fuck up her attachment? <laughs> um, what they said was they they had like you know they could measure the baby's cortisol and the one thing that they noticed is the cortisol levels went up the same amount for the babies that cried as it did for the babies that didn't mm. so cortisol is stress this is stress yeah so those babies that weren't crying those were avoidant attachment where they're like I'm shutting down there. You won't, I'm, I'm avoiding this entirely. It's too overwhelming and I'm just completely shutting down. And then the babies that cried was, was anxious attachment, but the secure attachment, the key of that had nothing to do with what the babies did when the mother left. And it had everything to do with what the babies did when the mother came back. Hmm. If the baby came to the mother for comfort, that was secure attachment. Mm. If the babies stayed away, that was like, Mm. that was like, oh, they're not, there's, there's an attachment issue that has nothing to do with leaving, Mm. which was really fascinating. So 
Yeah. So it's really, it, I found that really interesting. And I, it made me think like, I don't know which, I think, I think you're, I mean, I think we're securely attached, but if we weren't, I don't, I think we would both maybe lean anxious attachment, right? The one that cries? Yeah. And just in a relationship, the way that looks is like, what makes me think that we would be anxious attachment is like, if we are having a disagreement, we both feel this need to be like, I oh love you, God. right? Like we love, we're okay. Are we, I'm so sorry. Like we just kind of become like a melty yes. pi- baby pile. <laughs> and that's, that's my, yes. Right? Not we're not like you. closing the I door remember, and being like, I'll talk to you in the morning. <laughs> I was doing a TV show with this guy and it was for these other two people and we were developing it. This isn't what it was, but let's say it was these two ladies that want, I changed the gender. (laughs) These two guys that were um, Shakespearean actors and they had their own Shakespearean review. And then me and this other guy were like, we could do a TV show about that. Yeah. And we started working and then we put out, the first draft and it said written by Pete and this other guy. And we didn't say, and these two Shakespearean actors. Right. And the Shakespearean actors told the other guy, like what's going on. I thought we were all doing this together. Mm-hmm. And I sprung in like a firefighter. Yeah. Like went from zero to a million yeah. energy. Yeah. Turned into John F. Kennedy Jr. And just, I hate the phone, called everyone <laughs> and made it right. Uh-huh. No, I didn't lie. I was correct. I was like, that's an oversight. I just want to make sure I, I'm embarrassed and we're going to fix that and blah, blah, blah. And you're valuable. Call the other Shakespearean actor. Blah, blah, blah. Call the guy I'm writing with. Blah, blah, blah. And I said to the guy I was writing with, I was like, I don't know why I'm so juiced up. Mm-hmm. And he goes... I think you're really uncomfortable with conflict. That's what he said. And I was like, okay, you're not. Well, clearly clearly by that bluntness, this is not an issue you have. And even when I canceled the show in Grand Rapids, you know, I don't run my own social. The wonderful Jake Rorit. I don't want to say Jake's last name. (laughs) I've never said it. I've never heard him say it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jake R. (laughs) (laughs) He runs it. And he texted me, he was like, wow, I hope your feelings aren't hurt with all the comments on when I canceled the show. Oh, yeah. and I was like, I wish you hadn't said that. Yeah. Like the whole, by the way, Jake, if you hear this, it's, it's not an issue. But I was like, the whole point of not reading it is because that will bug me. And I have to go through my mind. I was like, Pete, like, y- you don't think that there are some people out there that don't agree with you or like you? Like, what changed? A po- there was a post, you know, and yeah. apparently I didn't read the comments, but some people were mad or disagreed or whatever it might have been. But I'll I'll get into the mode where I'm like, I wish I could fly to everyone's house mm-hmm. because, you know, you didn't want me to say, uh, which I understand that it was you in the Instagram post. I, for selfish reasons, wanted to say that it was because I wanted to be like part of the reason why I can't leave because I need to make sure Val is okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But also it was, you know, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I but that's the anxious like I need to make it right. I need uh, everyone. Yeah. Like I could have uh-huh. worked at the UN. 
Like yeah. everyone, we're not leaving this room mm-hmm. until every flag is billowing in the wind of agreement. You know? Yes. <laughs> like, like that's me. Yeah, we both have that. 100% of and the that's people, people have so... to be 100% of happy with me 100% of the time. And happy with each other and understanding yeah. each other. That's why social situations, parties, birthday parties, that's why I'll always offer to pay the check mm-hmm. at the end of a dinner for 30 people because yeah. I can't stand the United Nations yeah. of check splitting. I know. And I'm the poor waiter and whatever. It is. I'm just like, fuck this. This is worth $800 to yes. never yeah. think about this again. And even that with that, joke. I wouldn't pay for an $800 dinner. I'm just saying. <laughs> even when that happens, I'm like, is everybody okay with us paying for it? Like, yeah, no, there's no winning. There's... It's over. Yeah. It's over. I, yeah. I, I can't. So for sure, we're anxious attachment. Yeah. That's, that's clear. I mean, I was like, I avoid conflict, but it's because I'm so anxious <laughs> about the attachment not being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. Um, we're, yeah. We're almost done. Let's do We're it. almost done Let's here. Let's do it. We're almost done here. Well, I just had a... I want to hear what in you the last, In the last three minutes... Nobody told us these have to be an hour, but, <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. It's almost <laughs> going nine for exactly an hour. You yeah. want to watch something, so <laughs> that's true. Um, nights, nights, the honesty of nights. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like I really wonder. I somebody could probably cut together some clip of like how we sound in the beginning of a day and how we sound at the end of the day. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, there are some people that are going to prefer. I've said this last time we did a night. Very calm. People who, you know, the the Nate Bargatze fans are going to love this one. I remember when you told me that my playing dead bit was like a Nate Bargatze bit. Uh Uh-huh. It's so weird. I asked my wife what she would do if someone broke into the house. She said she would play dead. (laughs) What? Somebody broke in the house? And... It's like, I was in the mood for murdering, but I guess somebody beat me to it. <laughs> that voice isn't quite right. I really love, I really love Nate Bargatze and his me special. He's great. Oh my God. He's one of the greats. Yeah. Um, real quick. Just real I could quick. go over so many of my coursework, my A Course in Miracles, but there was this one lesson and for the very few of you that are like, I want to do... A Course in Miracles, and I want to do the workbook, and I don't want any spoilers. Um, I would actually consider this a spoiler because it's uh, Lesson 108. And um, it's not a huge spoiler. It's just the first lesson that even in the lesson, it says, like, this one's going to kind of blow your mind. And Mm. it did. And it says, uh, I'll do it the best I can, but it says, in truth, to give and to receive are one. That's a big point of the course is that reality is one and what we think of kind of like the zoo bit that if you get a parking spot, someone else doesn't get a parking spot. That's how giving works in duality. Mm-hmm. I give you something and I lose it, mm. but it's saying in reality in in God's reality or in the one true reality, that's not the dream of duality. Um, giving and receiving are the same thing. Yeah. Very similar. When I was in my Quaker grade school, these kids came out and I I was probably in third grade and they were probably in kindergarten and they sang, love is something that you give it away. 
give it away, but you end up having more. Mm. Love is like a magic penny. Hold it tight. You won't have any. Lend it, spend it. You have so many. Love's all over the place. <laughs> right? <laughs> so this principle Cute. is that, mm-hmm. that love or anything real, mm. which would be love, that you give away is actually amplified, multiplied. In fact, the only way to have it is to give it. Very, mm. very far out. Yeah. But the great interesting thing about Lesson 108 is it's like, let's do it. Let's try. Mm. And I didn't know, but this is very similar to loving kindness, you told me. But you can sit, and I've been doing this every day, even though it's not the lesson. I'll do the lesson, then I'll just do a round of this at the end. And you uh, can close your eyes and you say uh, to a certain person, or you say to everyone, I'll do to everyone, you say, to everyone, I offer peace. And oh, sorry. Before you do that, you say, "To have and to in truth, to have and uh, sorry, in truth, to give and to receive are one. I will receive what I am giving now." Then hmm. you close your eyes and you say, "To everyone, I offer peace." And like even as I say it, I'm just like, and you can take like a breath after that. You're like, "Peace, right?" And then you feel peace. And you feel peace. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But I got, you get like creative with it. You're like, to everyone I offer respect. And you kind of get the like, the subtle tightening of the sensation in your cheeks or your mm-hmm. spine straightens or to everyone I offer tranquility. Oh, it's, it's kind of, it's a little different from peace. It's a little oozier, a little meltier. To everyone, I offer forgiveness. I offer mercy. I offer joy. Joy is a good one. To everyone, I offer joy. Mm. And you, you feel it like a like a firework goes off behind your face. (laughs) You're giving it, and in the giving, it it's 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 becoming you. Yeah, so cool. And I was like, I always thought loving kindness. So loving kindness is may you be happy, may you be free. You picture people. What mm-hmm. Fred Rogers did every night is he prayed for people by name mm-hmm. about their things. That principle, I, I couldn't really find um, peace with it, mm. with the metaphysics of it, or the theology of it. Because mm. I was like, I don't understand. I'm sitting around and praying that my mom, my mom is a big one, my mom feel peace today. Feel peace. Is so. Is, am I sending a radio signal to her? And maybe. Mm. But put that aside. The wishing for my mother to feel peace and to feel equanimity. I want. I to everyone. I offer enlightenment. And of course, forgiveness is the big one. Forget what it's doing. Magically speaking. Mm-hmm. Forget what anything's happening to anybody. It's in real time being given to you. Yeah. And that's fucking incredible. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm reading several books about the course as well. And one of them was talking about that. It's like how you see people is how you see yourself. And what you give to people is what you give to yourself. It's like mm-hmm. if I see you as just another <clears throat> mortal meat sack that's in my way and in competition with me, and I see you as guilty everybody's fucking guilty, mm. done some shit. I don't know what it is, but you did something. Okay, that's how I see myself. If yeah. I see you as spirit, as eternal love and light and, and as innocence, that's the only way to see yourself as innocent. And that has been helping me understand my 
great teachers, Richard Rohr. It's one of the most kind people I know. That kindness isn't just to be nice or to be polite. It's because he knows that that's that's how he knows he's loved, how he's redeemed. And 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 also how I'm not saying there isn't some altruism to it for sure. And Father Greg Boyle, what he's doing at Homeboy and, and giving all this love, it's like you need to see everyone as innocent mm. or no one's innocent. Yeah. It's this real interesting trip. So I wanted to share that practice I with love people. That. It's really simple. You don't even have to do the invocations. It it's just some version of loving kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be selfish, but there's nothing wrong with loving yourself and there's nothing wrong with wanting yourself to feel peace and all these things. Just one of those things that I wish I had as an anxious young boy and I could have closed my eyes and just thought of my weird classmates and said, Eric Leslie, I want you to, I offer you peace. Mm. And then I would have shared in that yeah, and been far more likely to advocate and, and act for his peace yeah. the next day. Yeah. It's beautiful stuff. It's really beautiful. I, I love that. When you shared that practice with me, it was so, uh, it was such a welcomed new practice. Yeah. And it really, I know you do loving kindness. I know Sharon and Jack mm-hmm. and so many people that we know do it. And I am now, I guess I have no, I might do it with may you be happy, may you be free. May yeah. your shoes fit well, just I think, a little bit more perfectly. <laughs> I think you can just May you add, find an onion ring in it, your french fries. <laughs> it inspired me to add when I teach loving kindness, just the simple phrase of like, and as you say it, notice how your body feels when you say that word, happy or peace or at ease or, you know. Yeah. Because I think there's... Um, there's something to like explicitly pointing at it yeah, in, in that way, which is very cool. Very cool. So may all of you Kanka. be happy. Have yourself some Swiss chocolate. And if you have a canker so I'll put on canker. <laughs> it's free. Government pays for it. Oh, yeah. And if you have conjunctivitis, get a is chunk. Can I, I was trying to do Canadian. Get conjunctivitis. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, a boot. Tomorrow. I was about to tell you about conjunctivite. It doesn't work. We're so tired. We're so tired. Night. One last point. Because (laughs) it bears repeating. You and I are so tired. Mm -hmm. And to all the parents out there. How are you doing it? (laughs) How are you doing it? Because we talk about this all the time. We're like, we have lives where we take full days off. It stresses me out. But mm-hmm. I'll just be like, let's take the whole fam. We're quarantining it down. at the we're zoo. Quarant- <laughs> yeah, well, let's quarantine at the zoo. Let's go give this to a baboon. Um, and, you know, distractions and fucking little, everything you can do. And what I'm saying is we've got a pretty easy life and it fucking rocks. <laughs> Kicks our butts. Kicks our butts. So that's yeah. all just to say to everyone, I offer understanding <laughs> and compassion and peace and appreciation and respect. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. That's what I've been doing instead of just checking everyone out for sexual viability. Oh. Oh, you're hot. You're whatever. Mm. I just go, I offer you respect. Nice. Or the TSA going through security. I offer you respect. Instead uh-huh. of being like, gotta go through my bag. Mm-hmm. I offer you respect. 
cool. Yeah, it's groovy, man. That, that is groovy and kind of hot. I <laughs> turn it sexual again. Yeah, yeah it, it all circles back to boning. Uh, will respect, you say that's hot? Respect is so hot. So hot. Um, yeah. Keep it crispy. 